Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining the uh, Hardcore Mortgage Podcast, uh, Capital Mortgage Funding, sponsored by Fairway Independent Mortgage, and on last 2289. Now that we got all the compliance crap out of the way, I'd like to uh, really introduce two amazing guests that we have, two great uh, gentlemen in the industry, uh, Jim Schaefer with Jim Schaefer and Associate Realtors, and Kevin Stewart with the Stewart Team Real Estate Partners out of Rochester. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me and, uh, and bailing me out when the rest of my teammates are uh, out of town. We, hey, we got you need a break. Yeah, <laughs> call it a recharge. Right, absolutely. So you guys, uh, I know both of you very well. You guys have both talked about doing something like this. And so that's why I wanted to get you two together to see what kind of uh, trouble we could stir in the industry. And uh, so go at it. Let me know uh, when I can interject. But I know both of you guys love to uh, love to go at it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting times that we're in, right? Uh, everybody's in, uh, in the industry as a whole is a bit of a, a tailspin as uh, mortgage rates are uh, continuing to rise. Um, it's healthy. It's part of a cycle. Uh, some agents won't make it out the other side of that cycle, um, you know, as things get more difficult to, to be a real estate agent. So I think it's an interesting time to be a realtor. I've been in uh, the industry since 2009, um, and I believe Kevin uh, similarly. And, uh, you know, both of us have interesting businesses where uh, we sort of uh, made a hyper local specialization. Uh, we're sort of the neighborhood neighborhood guys, if you will, or neighborhood teams. Um, and so, you know, those folks who have spent time, energy, resources, advertising dollars going deep within communities are finding successes, uh, certainly less than we may have experienced in 2020 or 2021. Um, but I think the a uh, typical agent um, is certainly looking for uh, some sort of stability, trying to figure out what's going on in the business. And certainly there's a lot of factors at play. Um, our industry uh, has taken the luxury of outsourcing lead generation um, to the the large uh, lead aggregators on the internet. And, uh, and I think it's finally coming home to roost, especially given the shifting market. Yeah, and myself and Jim have had so many conversations over the years about some of these these very topics, right? We know that market shift. Uh, myself and Jim have both been in the business long enough. Um, I was able to get in in 2005, so I had a front row seat for the last time the market went into a huge dip. That was a recession, full-blooded recession. Um, got a nice front row seat, and I was brand new in the industry, and so I had to learn how to go create and find and cultivate a client. Um and myself and Jim have spoken for years about some of the worries that we see inside the market space, inside of the industry itself. Um, and both of us have kind of set out as some of our, we'll call it at this point, part of our personal missions to leave this industry better than we found it. Uh, we both feel very strongly about the day that we hang it up and the day that we stop doing this, uh, that the industry is better than when we walked inside. And so we we have felt for a long time that the uh, the caliber of agent needs to get better. Uh, the industry deserves more. Um, there's a lot of nonsense out there. Um, a lot of people like to shy away from that. A lot of agents and brokers will shy away from that because they don't want to offend anybody. Uh, but the reality is there's a lot of nonsense out there. Um, and then controlling and understanding the flow of clients, where they're getting their information, where they're seeing their information. We as agents have given that information out freely um, and openly inside the market space. Uh, and then we wonder why uh, our clients don't come back. Um, and, and so 
we've talked a lot about that is how do we control the leads? How do we generate and bring back the clientele that we've worked with as well as find new individuals that are in our, like Jim said, hyper-local spaces. Um, and so myself and Jim just have decided for a while that we feel we want to create and be part of the conversation of what can we do as agents and companies and brokers and team leaders uh, to lead the way instead of waiting on somebody else to do it. What can we do to lead the forefront and say, we want to do something better than what was done before? That's right. Yeah. Kevin's exactly right. And the reality is two agents uh, like Kevin and I working together, some might think that we're competitors, right? Because sometimes we may interview for the same listing. Um, you know, we're somewhat geographically close. Uh, Kevin's in Rochester. I'm in Royal Oak. But obviously, there's some overlap in those markets. I don't view Kevin as a competitor any more than I view an agent at Max Brook or Remax or Keller Williams uh, or any of the sort of big box Home Depot brands. Um, I'm not I'm not afraid of cooperating with them. I, I think our biggest competitors are these lead aggregators, right? Folks that want to put compression our, on our commissions. Um, so realtors um, are, are far too willing at this moment to give up uh, a referral fee uh, or success fee, as some of them are trying to spin it. Uh, and, and in some cases, that's, you know, 37, 42%, right? You can go to um, the uh, the spaceship company in downtown Detroit and and sign up and, and try to get leads from them. They're interjecting themselves at the front of the funnel uh, in front of the real estate agent because they realize in order to stay viable, they have to do that, right? They've got investors to answer to. And so they're just the next person in line that now has a consumer-facing lead generation machine uh, a la Zillow, a la Redfin, a la uh, Realtor.com, uh, et cetera. And it started out as buying zip codes and paying for leads. And now it's escalated to we want a third of your income, right? And, and, and that's just as bad as the big box brokers who were taking 36%, 20% of your income when they weren't generating the lead for you, right? And certainly, Brokers need to exist, and certainly a broker can provide value to the realtor beyond just a place to hang your license as mandated by the state. More importantly, our industry as a whole has been sold out by the very people who should be leading us, right? The National Association of Realtors, our multiple listing services, like shots fired, here we go, right? Here's the truth, right? Do realtors realize that the reason that these sites exist, these lead aggregation sites that are now taking a third of your commission, uh, on top of the 36 or 20% you may be paying your broker, like what's left for the real estate professional who's doing the work, putting gas in the car, doing the follow-up, scheduling the showings, uh, spending marketing dollars to market properties? Um, at some point, something's got to give, right? And, and there's got to be some sort of leadership. And there's certainly a hole in that now. And, and not to undersell NAR because they do some great lobbying, right? To uh, to ensure that homeowners can still write off their their mortgage uh, tax, de mortgage deduction and tax deduction for property tax. But certainly, if somebody needs to be willing to stand up for the real estate professional and uh, our ability to control our own data. Yeah. Well, I mean, I couldn't agree with what you guys are saying more. And, you know, it holds true in the mortgage industry as well, where, you know, with as much uh, how, how down the market is for both refinances and purchases, you're going to start to see a lot of people weeding out. And I never want to see anyone fail because like you, I want to see everyone succeed. But at the same point, we've got so many bad individuals in the industry 
that it might be a good thing to get them out so that we can get back to the community type of lending that we like to do. Uh, we do the same type of thing. We don't purchase any leads. Uh, we look to uh, to try to do, I always say, what would I do for my family, for my mother, my father, my brother? What would I do for John? And uh, for that reason, I try to stay uh, very copacetic and also right in line with what clients want and need, give them options and make sure that they are well-versed and dealing with individuals like yourselves that are uh, so good in the community and good for the business to make sure that we keep uh, doing things the right way. Well, community, that's exactly where it's at. Sorry to cut you off, Kevin. Okay. Uh, community is exactly where it's at because a, a real estate professional is a small mom and pop business in your local community, right? They're the ones that open their checkbook when little Tommy's going to be in the marching band and needs a sponsorship, right? Or the soccer boosters need some help uh, fundraising for New Jersey's or whatever that might be. Guess who it is? It's the local realtor often. It's the mom and pop business. It's a small hardware store certainly isn't Home Depot, right? They don't give at the micro community level the way that a small local mom and pop business, and that's what your local realtor is. And uh, it's interesting that the benefit to the community is also the solution to the problem, right? And the solution to the problem is getting super ingrained in your community and so that when folks think about buying or selling real estate in that given zip code or neighborhood or subdivision, uh, your name is synonymous with that with that industry, right? Circumvent them landing online and getting the lowest common denominator, right? The agent who's willing to give up the largest cut of their commission just to stay viable uh, in the industry. And, and that's the danger because that's also the risk to the client experience and the downward spiral of our industry based on professionalism through client experience. Yeah, it's the downward spiral of what could happen. Right. We all we all know what can happen. And truly, the caliber of agent, I wouldn't say has necessarily gotten better over the last few years. It's gotten worse. Uh, I, 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 I will stand here wholeheartedly and say it's gotten, you know, part of the most difficult part of our job right now sometimes is dealing with the other person on the other side of the deal. Uh, you know, through a lack of experience, a lack of training, a lack of knowledge. And that's not necessarily their fault. I believe to a degree that's the industry's fault. You know, a lot of brokers will go out there and they'll tell you, go get a real estate license, go pass the state test, now go sell houses. Right. Whoa, wait, stop. What? You are going to put that person out there and in charge of this transaction and they have never even been through one themselves. There's a good chance they're not even a homeowner themselves. Right. That's that is actually scary. Like it, when you really realize and understand what we do and for the people in the industry that do value, highly value the skills that we bring to the table, you know, that are beyond, you know, even beyond the real estate transaction, like Jim was touching on, that what we can do for our communities, what we can do with the people around us, the, the, the way that we ingrain and live side by side in the lives of the people that we take care of, um, that is numbed down. It's really dumbed down by a lot of what we're seeing in the industry. I mean, I, I read a stat or I heard a stat. Um, I, I don't know who produced it, but there's a prediction that in by summer of next year, 61% of licensed realtors in the country are going to be out of the business Wow! Um, based on this shifting market because so many flooded in. You had a lot of people that flooded in. They made some money. They closed some deals, um, but they're not going to understand how to go out, find, gain, and retain uh, a relationship and a client. They don't have mm -hmm. that. And they don't have the support of their community. Myself and Jim have been lucky to be in this industry for a long time and have a community that's around us. Uh, that knows us and we've been we've spent well over a decade 
uh, on that plan. We didn't just show up one day, right? That was very intentional on by both myself and Jim. And uh, but a lot of agents don't have that to fall back on. They don't have uh, the years of experience and those things to fall back on. And we're going to see a shift. We're and to a degree, it's I'm okay with it. I, I I'm really hoping that what it does is it top dresses the industry and causes some of those individuals to that could be very good at this and could be great for the industry and are the right people to potentially jump in with other folks, jump in with folks like Jim and myself and people around the area to learn the business better, hone their skills, get better at what they do. That's how we start to turn over and fix the industry for ultimately the end consumer for the, for everyone out there who's, who's buying and selling homes. We, they deserve more, frankly, they do. They deserve better. Well, yeah. And you just stole my next comment, Kevin, was what, you know, we all started new in the industry at some point, right? I started in 97, Kevin, 2005, Jim, I think you said 2009. We all started in in the industry fresh somehow. But the number one thing is who did you start with and how did they help you? So did I go out on that limb on my own and uh, write my first mortgage without somebody helping me get through that that transaction to make sure the client was always taken care of? No, absolutely not. I had Harry, Dan, and managers to help me do that uh, way back when. Same thing holds true for you guys, right? When you bring a new agent into your office, they may be brand new, but they're not going out on that limb on their own. I know Jim's um, always there for every tra- uh, every realtor that I deal with, and he's also on the transaction to make sure that things are going to go smooth because what? It's about the client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's absolutely. protecting that customer experience. Yeah, that's it, and that's how our industry remains relevant, right? These big lead aggregators online, they would love to continue peddling the narrative that uh, the the consumer experience is broken, and only we can fix it, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty naive to believe that um, that that an entire consumer experience, when buying uh, the largest asset that most Americans will own in their lifetime, uh, could be done solely on the internet. Right. It takes a human who understands local knowledge, who understands uh, the school districts, who understands what types of businesses exist here, who understands um, your personal needs. Right. Often. So uh, I think Kevin's exactly right. Certainly, uh, this is not a hooray for me. I got in now close the door, stop allowing agents in the industry. I think we have to focus as an industry of providing with another with one another uh, the resources and tools and education. Uh, to raise a level of professionalism as a whole. An interesting stat that uh, was shared with me recently, and I had not realized uh, that $17 billion in real estate commissions left the table in the last 12 months. So there were 17 billion fewer commission dollars earned in 2022 than in 2021. And they're predicting roughly another $17 billion loss next year. All from that lead generation, all from that lead generation uh, taking a cut, and also the big brokerages. Well, from the market shifting, there's been less transaction sides this year. So for every house that uh, closes, right, there are two paychecks there: a buyer and seller commission, and uh, 17 billion in commissions weren't paid out this year compared to last year. And that's the loss just from the market shift. On top of that, how much is going out of our industry in the form of referral fees to these lead aggregators who really are just using our data to lead generate and then selling us leads back based on leads that were created on our own data? Like where in the world does that ever happen, right? Right. What other industry, like 
think of anything else that that happens. And, you know, I'm hard pressed to think of something else where someone can take your knowledge, your data, photographs, uh, your ad copy, all of these things and produce a lead and then sell it back to you. Yeah, it's really wild when you think about it. And, you know, when you start wrapping your head around lead generation, that's ultimately what uh, becomes one of the hardest parts of this industry. It, what, it's what keeps people from staying in. They just can't find and retain that client. They can't get the client. Um, and, and they don't even know where to go to get it. And so what most people do is they turn to sites like this. You know, oh, I have to only have to give away a, per, a percentage. Okay, that's great. But if they'll give me a client, I'll do it. And so it, it's that um, need and necessity for a deal that creates the engine that then turns back around and actually hurts everybody. It very much hurts everybody to where if, if if folks can learn to cultivate clientele in a different way, we now can control our industry better. We can protect our industry better and therefore do a better job for our customers. And, and, and we we know, those of us who have been here know, we know we're important. I know I'm important. I know the job that I do and I know the value that I bring uh, to anybody that works with us. And I believe in it. I believe it matters. I believe it's important. And I want to protect that for all other consumers out there because there's a lot of people that will go to one of these sites and land with somebody that is not going to take care of them properly um, and then give away and cannibalize the commission structure, which like, just turns around and, and rinses the cycle even worse every, right. every, every time we turn around. And then you're not going to get the referral or, or, or even retain the client, right? So if you've got that negative uh, impact that that just created on the whole transaction, the, the, the store team, real estate partners of the world, the Jim Schaefer and associate realtors of the world, they're not going to get that referral back in because they, they bought that lead and it was, it was junk. And, you know, this way, the way that you're talking about doing it, you're going to retain your clients like Kevin, you had brought up. How do you retain those? Well, you do it the right way. You treat them the right way so that that experience is top notch. When they go to sell and buy again, they're coming back to you. Yeah. yeah. And it's on yeah. the agent to do that. I mean, ultimately it is, but our industry doesn't teach it. Our industry doesn't put that top of mind. They say, go out and spend money. You'll get leads and then you'll be just fine. That's not good. That, yeah. that, that yeah. is inherently a big part of the problem that we're seeing. There's so many ways that I, that myself and Jim have talked about how this, these types of things can be solved and be fixed, but someone's got to go out there and be a voice and there's got to be hard conversations. There's got to be things that are said that are going to make some people squirm, truthfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it all boils down to, to this one premise. It used to be whoever controlled the listing controlled the industry. Right. Because they have the ability to put a sign in the yard and get a sign call. They have the ability to decide where they were going to market that property to generate possible buyers and bring those through and, and, and work on behalf of their seller to get the home sold. And at some point we gave up that right as an industry. Right. And whether that was NAR or our MLSs or whatever it was, certainly a lot of players at hand. But the reality is it's no longer whoever controls the listing controls the industry. It's now whoever controls the leads controls the industry, right? And the agent's ability to lead generate off their own listings has been diminished so far that agents are lining up to give away 37% of the commission and then take whatever's left of that and give away 36% or 20% to their broker, right? Who's really just an online Sim City. Like, hey, come here and hang your license and right. hopefully you do a great job. Uh, our industry is becoming a race to the bottom. And uh, 
I, I'd love to be part of the solution. Um, and certainly, you know, as Kevin alluded, like we, we share that mission, right? Leave it better than we found it. And currently it's not moving in the right direction. Right. Well, I think that's uh, that's a goal of all of ours, thankfully. Um, you know, we've, like I said, uh, we've been trying to do that in uh, capital mortgage funding since we've been around since 1992 by doing the right thing. And and we are not a lead generation. We don't buy the trigger leads from Equifax, Experian, TransUnion. Don't even get me started on that debacle. Uh, every time you pull credit for somebody, there's 38 phone calls that come and there's nothing we can do about it. We don't plug emails in. We don't plug phone numbers in when we pull credit, but still they're they're grabbing that data and and, and hammering those clients, which is terrible. But yeah. we are uh, all trying to do it the right way. I appreciate you two gentlemen being on uh, on the air with me today. Like I said, bailing me out. I can't believe I'm the old man in the room. Usually that's Harry, but hey, uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll take that title today uh, with you two. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much. Any last words for you, Kevin? Uh, no, let's just try to make the industry a better place. We're here to do it. And I think the more people we get in the room involved in the conversation, uh, the more progress we can make towards building an industry that that, that the market deserves. Yeah. Jim? Uh, build a longer table, not a taller fence. This is really about inclusiveness and bringing our agent partners, whether you're at a competing broker or a compete, competitive agent in my neighborhood, it's about bringing people together uh, so we can defend our industry together against these outside forces. Well, I'm honored to be part of this panel with you two. Thank you so much for your insight. It's been, uh, it's been remarkable uh, for Capital Mortgage Funding, powered by Fairway uh, Independent Mortgage, NLS 2289. I am John Kolb. Thank you so much. Roberto's in the booth. Appreciate all you do, Roberto. Get in touch with these guys, help them do this again. And uh, we are out of here.